want to introduce to you the easiest way to make a podcast, and that is through this app called Anchor. Now, Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, all for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome you to Holistic Life Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules. Today is Tuesday, December the 3rd, 2019, and we are broadcasting live from Columbus, Ohio. And I want to welcome you to part two of our seven wisdom keys to soul care. And if you had the opportunity to join us live or if you watch the replay on last week, um, we began to uh, just lay a foundation on last week and we began to give some tips. We talked about, um, we defined what trauma is and we took a look at um, just a basic understanding of what it means to be trauma-informed care. Uh, We looked at um, identifying signs and symptoms of emotional trauma And we also talked about the five principles of of trauma, Uh, five trauma-informed care principles, which were safety, transparency and trustworthiness, uh, choice, uh, collaboration, and mutuality, and empowerment. So if you did not get a chance to uh, listen to last week's podcast, Um, I encourage you to to, uh, take a listen, but on tonight, we're going to finish with part two, and we're going to actually talk about what is soul care. What is soul care? So the definition that I have for soul care is it's the care of the soul after an individual receives deliverance. It is done with the word of God as our foundation and by the leading of Holy Spirit, we can begin to incorporate practical strategies and solutions to help individuals journey to the place of wholeness. Soul care is also the care of the mind, body, and soul of the person. And if you've been following along with my teachings, you know that I I teach that man is a tripartite being Uh, and meaning that he is comprised of spirit, uh, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. And so when we talk about emotional trauma, when we talk about um, wisdom keys, we we, um, did the series on soul construction. And so it becomes very important that we um, address the totality of who man is, and that is spirit, soul, and body. Anytime we leave out um, not addressing one of those areas, then that means that um, we leave a different area in deficit. 
So soul care is the care of the soul after a person goes through deliverance, done with the word of God, and it cares for the mind, the body, and the soul of the person. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about on tonight is getting to the root, getting to the root. There are so many things, and I'm sorry, I actually have a, I can share my screen with you all on tonight. Let me go ahead and pull my PowerPoint up. I almost forgot. Here we go. So we want to talk about getting to the root, getting to the root. So, so many things um, that keep us in bondage, they are hidden beneath the soil. They are hidden beneath the soil. Again, if you have um, participated in the uh, Soul Construction series, we know that we talked about our soul having soil and the things that we go through. Um, they are oftentimes lodged within the soil of our soul. So we struggle mightily with anxiety, fear, anger, and other negative emotions, but we are at a complete loss as to why they're there in the first place. How did they get there? Now, how do we get them out? What is this process that we have to go through in order to till the soil of our soul. So before we can get truly set free, we must have eyes to see what's at the root of our problems. We partner with the Lord in our ministry to help guide the hurting to the root of their pain. Now, the next thing that we need to do is that we need to realign with truth. Realign with truth. God has built both spiritual and physical laws into his creation. They apply to our lives whether we are aware of them or not. And love is the essential ingredient that fulfills all of these laws. By realigning ourselves with the tools of love, forgiveness, mercy and grace and applying them to our root issues those roots begin to lose their power the damaging effect that they have had on our lives it now begins to subside so that which was out of rhythm with God's perfect design is now removed so realigning with truth is so very critical and so very important in this process called soul care. Now, we also want to walk in victory. Walk in victory. Now, this quote actually came from the ElijahHouse.org, and it says that the cross was the final victory over sin and death. Victory was and is always therefore our taking. Yet, sin and death are still hard at work to keep us from truly experiencing the freedom Christ has brought us. By healing the areas of our hearts that have not yet come into agreement with this truth, we experience the true freedom that God intended us to have. We can now experience victory and lift the illusion of defeat. And I so love 
um, this um, description of, of, of walking in victory because when we think about defeat, when we think about the areas that we struggle in, when we think about the experiences that have led us to this place, it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. And so when we begin to realign ourselves with truth and and to stand up um, out of the muck and the miry clay of sin, we now are in the place of walking in victory and we are lifted out of the illusion of defeat. Now let's go into the seven wisdom keys of soul care, the seven wisdom keys of soul care. Now these seven wisdom keys of soul care have been uniquely selected to call forth your greatness and to transform your life through the renewing of your mind. By using the SAS principle or seek, apply, and share principle, you will effectively change the way that you think about your past and move into new thought patterns based off of who you are and not what you have been through. And this is very critical for us. It is critical for us to know and to always be reminded that who we are is not based off of what has happened to us. Who we are is based after the eternal um, plan um, that God has created us to be before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. So what is key number one? Wisdom key number one is that we must connect heart to heart. We must connect heart to heart. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 through 12 and this is the Amplified. It says the two are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and does not have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, then they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So whenever we are faced with a situation that triggers an old emotional trauma, we must know that, number one, we have help. We have help. We are not alone. Number two, Christ and Holy Spirit is making intercession for us. So even when we are in our sin, Christ and the Holy Spirit is still making intercession for us. They are still pleading um, on our behalf. They are still warring on our behalf. Number three, we have to know that the weapons may form, but they will not prosper because Jesus and because Holy Spirit is our shield. They are this intercession uh, that the prayers that he is praying, it forms a shield around us. So no matter what weapons may form, we have to know that we are protected. Number four, our life is to be intertwined into this three-strand 
cord. And I like to give this example like this. This is us, but this is the three strand cord. I hope you can see that. This is us, but this is the three strand cord. And this three strand cord, it cannot be easily broken. And you can see that. And it can't be broken because we have a heart connection with the Father. And so it takes heart to confront the ties that have bound us to our past. Heart to heart. It takes a heart connection. It takes heart. It takes courage to confront the ties that have bound us to our past. So when we think about um, this is something and this, this is amazing that I'm actually even just now seeing this that in this scripture here in verse 12 it says that though one can overpower him who is alone two can resist him my God so when you think about the power that comes um, just when we are by ourselves, there's an inherent power that we have just within ourselves. But when we are connected, when we are intertwined within that three chord strand, within those three strands, listen, that's where the resistance comes. That's the power and the ability to resist him comes from us being connected. The power and the ability for us to resist um, falling back into old emotional traumas, um, uh, being triggered by old emotional trauma, it, it, it can be resisted. We now have that thing that helps us. We now have that connection. Being connected heart to heart helps us. Now, I want to look at wisdom key number two. Wisdom key number two is make empowering choices. Make empowering choice choices. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. So God has called us to live in freedom, John 8, 36. When we look at strength, what does strength does? Strength opposes every weakness. Strength, it begins to beef us up. Strength fortifies us against the attacks of the mind while it is being renewed. See, we need the strength of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. When you have the joy of the Lord as your strength, it's going to give you that uh, fortification that when something comes to try to trigger you, you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to fight with that. You don't have to deal with that. You actually have the fortitude and have been fortified to oppose it, to oppose the weaknesses, to oppose the triggers that come to oppose uh, the attacks of the mind, all while being in the process of renewing your mind. That's the power. Now, the strength, it also 
gives us, it, it, it empowers us. So we are sectored, meaning that we receive a staff or a rod, which is a symbol of authority against the enemy when he comes and tries to rise up against us. So we have been empowered. We have a scepter. We have authority that when he comes and and when the the triggers come or when someone comes and they cause you to to, uh, to, to step back into a place of, 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 of being triggered, what begins to happen is that we now have that scepter that we rise up in authority, okay? And we use it and say, oh no, I declare the authority that I have through the Lord Jesus Christ that I'm not going to succumb to this, that I'm not going to submit to this, that I'm not even going to entertain it. The scepter and the authority gives us the ability to make empowering choices. Now, it also infuses us And I love the Amplified. I love this passage in the Amplified. We are made full of Holy Spirit and all of Christ's authority in us. So Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27. We are infused. We are made full of all of Christ's authority. Not just some of it, but all of it. All of it all of his authority. My God. My God. Now, wisdom key number three. I just realized you can't see the PowerPoint, but that's all right. Wisdom key number three. It says, um, aim for the goal and embrace the process. Aim for the goal and embrace the process. Philippians 3, verses 13 through 16 in the Amplified. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature, pursuing spiritual perfection should have this attitude. And if in any respect you have a different attitude, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us stay true to what we have already attained. My God. We cannot forget what we have been delivered from. We, may, we begin to waste too much time and energy looking behind, which gets us off track. If you're looking behind, how in the world can you be focused on moving forward? We have no need to look behind us when goodness and mercy is following us all the days of our life. Not part-time, not some of the time, not occasionally, but all of the days of our life, goodness and mercy is following us. That's Psalm 23, verse 6. When we look at the word press, that is the Strong's word number 1377, and it's diokio. 
diokio. It means to make or to run or to flee, to put to flight. It means to drive away. It means to run swiftly in order to catch a person or thing. It means to run after, to press on. Figurity of one who runs a race. They run swiftly to reach the goal. It means to pursue in a hostile manner. In any way, whatever, to harass, to trouble, to persecute, to be mistreated, to suffer persecution on account of something. This is the pursuit that we have to have when we talk about aiming for the goal. When we talk about embracing the process that we have to go through in order for our soul to be made whole. We have to aim for the goal. We have to know what the goal is and go after it in a hostile manner. We have to pursue it. But while we are pursuing it, we can't be complaining. While we are pursuing it, we have to embrace the whole process. The whole process. We have to seek eagerly. We have to earnestly endeavor to acquire that which is already ours. My God, my God. Now, everyone's process is different. Everyone, everyone, everybody, everybody has a process. But everybody's process is different. So, the best thing that we can do, you focus on your process, and I focus on my process, and then that way, we can do it all with joy. We can do it with joy. When, when you focus on, on you and what God has you going through, when he has you on the potter's wheel, and when he has me on the potter's wheel and I'm in my process, listen, we can go through it with joy. Focus on your process. Focus on your process. Now, wisdom key number four. Wisdom key number four. We have to speak empowering language. Speak empowering language. Proverbs 18.21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So we can't be wanting to um, walk in, in wholeness, but steadily speaking death to our process. Speaking death to our situation. We have to learn to speak empowering language. We must watch the words that we speak about ourselves. Remember, we are speaking spirits. We're speaking spirits. So we must begin to speak the I am scriptures, which speak to our identity in Christ Jesus, because that in itself will remove the accusations of the enemy. We begin to heal our souls by applying the life-giving balm of the word of the Lord to the fractures and to the holes that are in our soul while we are going through the healing process. So it is important for us to speak empowering language. Speak empowering language. Watch what you are saying about yourself. Wisdom key number five. Wisdom key number five. Be committed to transformation. If you're not committed, transformation is not going to happen. 
We have to be committed. Proverbs 16 and 3. One of my favorite words, uh, scriptures. It says, commit your works to the Lord. Submit and trust them to him. And your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and his guidance. See, we have to be committed to the process. When I look at the word commit, that's in the Strong's 1566. That is Galal. 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 It means to roll, to seek, to wallow, to run down, committing, committing ourselves to the process. When we commit, we are showing that we are invested. When we commit, it means that we are entrusting, we are dedicating, and we are consecrating. When we submit, that means that we are giving ourselves entirely to a specific person or activity or a cause, meaning that this cause is the cause of Christ. This activity is the transformation process. The person that we are submitting to is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are making a dedication, means that we are now binding ourselves intellectually or emotionally to a course of action, being committed to transformation. We have to submit to the process of soul care to the Lord. This whole process of soul care, it has to be submitted to God. If it's not submitted to him, then you're not going to commit to it. When we begin to submit the whole process of soul care to the Lord, then our plan of action, as we respond to his will and his guidance, that's when we begin to see success. But we're not going to see the success without commitment. So wisdom key number five, be committed to transformation. Be committed to transformation. Wisdom key number six, number six, call forth greatness. Call forth greatness. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Isaiah 46 verse 10. It says, declaring the end and the result from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things which have not yet been done, saying, my purpose will be established and I will do all that pleases me to fulfill my purposes. And I will do all that pleases me and fulfills my purpose. So, Papa God. Abba Father, he already knows the end and the result when he calls forth greatness. And we have to be reminded that this greatness is not his, it's not ours, but it is his. So because we are in him, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, in him. Greatness does not come apart from the Father. It's His greatness. And the purpose for which you and I were created, it cannot be aborted if you use the previous wisdom keys. We will not abort the purpose. We will not abort the, the, the call that He has called us to if we follow the wisdom keys. God is declaring His intentions for your life. 
So when God begins to declare his purpose, he is letting you and I know that he is married to his purpose for our life. He's married to it. He's committed to it. He has made a covenant with us. He is an avower of his own intelligence. If it pleased him to bruise his own son, to send him to redeem the entire world, what makes us think that he won't get the glory out of redeeming us back to his purpose for our lives? My Lord today. So call forth the greatness. Wisdom key number six. When you understand who you are, when you understand that it pleases him, It pleases the Father to fulfill His purpose inside of us. It pleases Him to call forth His greatness in the earth. We bring God pleasure. And so we want to do our part by making sure that we are ready and that we are available to do what He has called us to do. So that's wisdom key number six. Wisdom key number seven. Wisdom key number seven. It's called hold them big. Hold them big. Now this was quite interesting when he gave me this one. It was very, very interesting. I want to read Hebrews chapter one. Hebrews chapter one, verses three through four in the Amplified. Hebrews chapter one, verses four. Three and four in the Amplified. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. (laughs) When he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt, he sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority, having become as much superior to angels since he has inherited a more excellent and glorious name than they, that is, Son, the name above all names. <laughs> Woo, my God. When we talk about hold them big. When we talk about this hold them big. We are talking about what Christ did for us. What he did for us. And I had this part highlighted when it talked about upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, 
all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. We're not even doing this on our own. We aren't doing this in our own strength. We can't do it. We aren't doing it in our own power. We can't do it. We can't uphold anything but that which has already been spoken. He is carrying us along in our journey because there was already a predetermined goal to hold them big. Who is them? Them is the entire physical and spiritual universe. It's being held by the word of the Lord. It is being revealed by his divine authority. It is all inherited this more excellent and glorious name. The Son, the name above all names is what's upholding us. The name above all names is what's holding them, us. Everything that was created, everything that was spoken into existence by God, he's holding it. And he's not only holding us, but he is carrying us along to the predetermined goal. He is carrying us along to our predetermined purpose. This is so crucial for us to have an understanding that everything about our life has already had already has a predetermined goal. It has already been predestinated. This is one of the most powerful wisdom keys. That if we can lock and if we can hold on to it, we can begin to walk ourselves through this process of not just becoming healed, but really walking in wholeness. Really walking in wholeness. He has given us the power. He has given us the power. He has given us and made us excellence in our soul. Power. Miracles. Virtue. Might. Strength. Ability. And it has been commanded to be so. It has been commanded to be so. My God. So you heard me mention at the beginning of talking about our wisdom keys on tonight, you heard me mention the SAS principle. And I'm going to share with you all what the SAS principle is. Let me get my book here. So in my first book, let me stop sharing this here. In my first book, 
think like a champion. In this book, the Lord gave me this principle, and I actually use this principle to study. So whenever I am uh, studying um, scripture or, or whatever it may be, whenever I'm doing the study, I always do the SAS principle. And SAS stands for Seek, Apply, and Share. It stands for Seek, Apply, and Share. So I, whenever I study, I always first uh, start out doing a word study. I love to do word studies. Now, when, you, when it comes to seeking, we have to ask ourselves is four questions that I ask. What is God speaking to me regarding this scripture? What questions or revelation or understanding do I seek to know? Third question is, what is the principle to be learned? And the fourth one is to write out a short affirmation to help you remember the principles that you have learned. That's the seeking part. The seeking. So I I go into this conversation, I go into this dialogue with Papa. And then, after I go through that, then I look at apply. How can I apply this passage to my life? Or how does it apply to my life? Whether it is in the past or whether it's in the present. How do I apply this to my life? And then the third part of SAS is share. Share. So now this really becomes an evangelistic tool. Because share is about sharing the principle that you have learned with someone else. So seek, apply, and share. Now, I'm going to drink here. (coughs) Out of everything that you have heard on tonight, out of all of the scriptures, as we have come to the conclusion of this soul care, and as we laid the, the um, as we laid the foundation last week with uh, some practical, so you you cannot leave you can't just have all spiritual tools and all spiritual keys without pragmatics, without the solutions. You have to make things practical. And that's one of the things that I hope that I was able to do in the seven wisdom keys to soul care by taking what we talked about on last week and now bringing in the scripture and the wisdom keys of what it looks like um, to walk through the transformation process. What does it look like? And so in going through, um, in going through our journey, in going through our journey, it becomes very important uh, for us to make sure that we have all of the tools that we need. And so on tonight, we've concluded this teaching with these seven wisdom keys, with these seven wisdom keys. And I'm going to actually go back to them just as a recap. So wisdom key number one was to connect heart to heart connect heart to heart number two is to make empowering choices make 
empowering choices. Number three, aim for the goal and embrace the process. Aim for the goal and embrace the process. Number four is to speak empowering language. Speak empowering language. Number five, be committed to transformation. Be committed to transformation. Number six, call forth greatness. Call forth greatness. And number seven, hold them big. Hold them big. So I pray that, again, that this teaching was a blessing to you, um, that you were able to uh, to get some and to glean some takeaways over the past two weeks of uh, what it means to, to, um, to go through the process of soul care. How do we care for our soul so that we go from the place from brokenness um, to healing to wholeness, from brokenness to healing to wholeness, because that's what Christ came for. He came to make us whole, not just partial. We have to press beyond just the healing and enter into the place of wholeness um, with God, with God. So I want to thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Um, We are going to be taking a time of rest and a sabbatical um, as we gear up to prepare for uh, 2020. Um, So we will be resuming our Holistic Life podcast on Tuesday, January the 7th. Tuesday, January the 7th, we will be resuming um, and we're going to be coming back strong. Um, I have some clear cut um, directives and instructions for what we are going to be uh, talking about as we come into um, a new decade, a new era. I am excited. Uh, what I will probably do is to um, just to uh, do some replays and maybe do some watch parties. Again, if you have not had the opportunity to go through some of the past um, um, podcasts, I encourage you to do so. I believe that they will be a great blessing to you. Feel free to share those. And so I'm, I'm not going to hold you any longer. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your attention. And I'm going to just uh, just close us out with a word of prayer. Father, I just bless you. And I thank you, Lord, just for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you, Father God, for how you have just given us, Lord, not only um, pragmatic, Lord, but you have given us spiritual keys, Lord, um, in this teaching, Lord, on seven wisdom keys to soul care. I pray, Father God, for those, Lord, that have issues within their soul, oh God, in those places, Father God, where there are holes, those places, Father, where there are fractures. I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would begin to anoint them from the crown of their head down to the soles of their feet. I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would, um, that they would desire to have that heart-to-heart connection with you, oh God, as they go through their process. I pray, Father God, Lord, that they would make 
make up within their minds, oh God, that they would be committed, oh God, that they would commit themselves to the process, oh God, the process of transformation, the process of change, the process of purging, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that, that as they are going on their journey, oh God, and as they are coming into the realization of who you are, oh God, as some are coming into relationship of who you are, Father, I pray, Lord, that they would be strengthened. I pray, Father God, Lord, that they would become so intertwined and infused, Lord, with your presence, oh God, Lord, that, that even others, Father God, would look at their lives, oh God, and would begin to desire, Father God, what they have, to desire, oh God, to taste of this newness of life, to desire, oh God, to drink of this new wine, oh God, that you are pouring into their new wine skin, oh God. I just thank you, Father God, Lord, that you desire, Father God, for all men, Father God, to walk into wholeness, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that tonight, Lord, we submit, Father God, the broken pieces, the broken areas, the places, Lord, where it was shattered into thousands of pieces, oh God, and, and, and for that one who thinks, Lord, that it is too broken, Lord, to be fixed. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to their mind, that you would speak to their heart, Lord, that you would touch them, Father God, in the very place, oh God, of their pain point on tonight, oh God, and to let them know, Father God, that you are there, to let them know, oh God, Lord, that no matter how many pieces it is, that no matter how scattered apart, Lord, that their soul is, Lord, that you have come, Father God, with the healing balm, oh God, that you have come, Lord, with the desire, Father God, to bring them to this place of wholeness. So we bless you and we thank you and we honor you, oh God, Lord, for you doing, oh God, what only you can do, oh God. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, for your grace and for your mercy, Lord, that is following us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we no longer have to look back at the past, Lord, but that we can stay focused, oh God, on the goal, oh God, that we can stay focused, Father God, on the plan, oh God, that we can stay focused and attentive, Father God, to your plan and to your will and the desires that you have for our lives, oh God. And so we bless you and we honor you on tonight. We thank you, oh God, and we'll forever give your name all of the glory. We give you all of the honor and we give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you enjoy your holiday time with your family. And I will see you, Lord willing, and if the Lord say the same, on Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. My God, 2020. We are here for it all. God bless you all. Good night.